0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: Welcome to Bet and Breakfast, a podcast from Betsided. Hey does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? It's sports betting for everyone. I'm here to tell you today that the New York Yankees season is done. Stick a fork in them. It's over. Lamar Jackson, I can't believe he's that low on the list that he's my bet for sure at this point in the season. Early leans, best bets, props, parlays. If you can
2: bet it, we've got it. I'm taking the over on this. If you look at the last five games, this is a game
1: waiting for points to be scored. Tom Brady, I think everyone's heard of him. If Brady puts up the numbers, they have the 10th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Get in, get out, and you're ready to go.
0: I think they're gonna have to give him the award if Dallas ends up locking up this division and possibly even that number one
1: seed. And here are your hosts, Ben Heisler, Ian McMillan, Peter Dewey, Donovan Smoot, and Reed Wallach. What comes before anything? What have we always said is the most important thing? Breakfast family. I thought you meant of the things you need.
0: What's happening, people? Bed and Breakfast on a Monday. Good to have you all with us. Ben Heisler. Thursday. Did it, what did I say? A Wednesday? You said Monday. Monday. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, my goodness. All the days
1: God, God, it kind of feels 20. like a Monday, but no. Oh, wow. Thursday. What
0: an atrocious way yeah. to start off what I was expecting to be a really, really good show. I. That's <laughs> like... I, I I shared a uh, – and, and it's funny because we've had a little, little inside baseball here. We've talked about on, on bedside it's social, like stay away from the gifts. Move away from the gifts. Step back. Move yourself out of place. But there there was one yesterday. I think it was involving a story um, that the Washington Commanders – that's going to take a, a few minutes to, to, to adjust the it to. The Commanders – yeah, it's not good. Um, oh, they're, they're, I actually kind of liked Washington football team. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. It, Sir, it grew on me. What's that?
2: It grew on me.
0: It, it kind of grew on me too. Um, and actually the commander's jerseys look kind of look kind of cool, but it it's not, does not flow off the tongue well at all. There was a report that they basically called around and they called the Kansas City Chiefs and said, hey, in, in the event that maybe you don't like Patrick Mahomes as much as everybody thinks you do, what would it take to get him and the fact that you just had that type of shooter shoot like that was like michael scott first season of the office chucking it from 80 feet (laughs) just throwing it over at the back of the warehouse so i i used it last night but in my head i was like all right you gotta stay away from the gift but (laughs) we have uh we do have a fun show for you today ian has uh, gotten some conversation going with some of the biggest frauds in college basketball. He wrote that up over at and We're going to dive in, see if uh, we can go ahead and, and debate any of those as far as the top five biggest frauds in college basketball. Good opportunity to help you get prepared ahead of March Madness and Conference Tournament season. Donovan just released his latest NBA Power Rankings based on NBA futures odds. Uh, there is a very surprising team that I am very excited about that he's moved to number two, and it is not my Chicago Bulls. Plus, of course, our best bets for Thursday. But we were talking before we got on, Donovan, you just had a a rough beat last night with Miami Heat. Talk about a team that had everything locked up and was playing so well and just completely gave it away at the end.
2: They had an opportunity to go into Milwaukee and beat the defending champs, and I put a live bet on them at minus 5.5, and they were up this is midway through the third quarter and they were up by like, I would think two or three at the time. And so, and I was, I was all on Miami to win the game last night. So my, my thought process was like, okay, they're, they're going to win kind of comfortably. And, you know, once we're going to get, get to the end of the game, Milwaukee going to, you know, maybe foul once, get some free throws, you know, do, do all that. And they were on their way to doing that. They were up four with 30 seconds left and, Milwaukee sends the double to Tyler Hero at half court. And Tyler Hero does what young players do. And he just made a boneheaded mistake and tried to make an awful pass out the double. Milwaukee gets the steal, hits Chris Middleton, pull up three. Now it's a one-point game with like 13 seconds left. And at that point, you just know, like, it's just not gonna go my way. Like I, I was, <laughs> I I was hoping I was like, okay. Well, well, maybe, maybe, you know. Miami comes down, misses the, misses the shot, and then Milwaukee gets fouled, and they hit a free throw, and then we go to overtime, and then maybe like that—that's the scenario that I needed in my head, and it just wasn't—it was never gonna come out. And so, Tyler Hero, I'm I'm mad at you today.
0: That's fair, and I was—I uh, I didn't bet that game, but I, I liked Miami, especially there was a, a clip that that came out with how good their help defense was, especially because Milwaukee's one of the better passing teams. And, mm-hmm. and from that standpoint, they were great. Um, you know, I, I, had a, I didn't bet it, uh, but I wrote up how Indiana Rutgers would go last night over at BetSided, sided. Yeah. Um, it, and it literally happened exactly the way, as I predicted in just absolute gut wrenching fashion, where uh, I said, you know, the Hoosiers are one of the best first half teams in the country. You know, they're top eight in rating. Um, in that rating. Um, and then Rutgers is a top 20 defensive team in the second half. They are going to climb their way back in. And sure enough, Indiana in what was basically a play in game at home, at home against Rutgers could not find a way to win. And now they're likely out of the NCAA tournament. And the frustrating part is that, you know, Ian, you've talked about emo bets before, you know, where you bet against your team in hopes that you kind of, at least get some sort of a win where even if your team loses, you cash in on the bet. I, I can't do that with my teams. Um, it was so frustrating watching exactly the way that I knew it would, could have won on two different bets my jumping on Rutgers live in the second half and in Indiana first half. And they just, ugh. so I don't know if you had uh, a rough go last night, like Donovan and myself did, but uh, please, this is an open forum for discussion.
1: Yeah, mine wasn't wasn't a bad beat. It was the complete opposite. just got absolutely just pummeled. Uh, I released a, my video pick. My college basketball picks haven't been great lately. Uh, more on that a little bit when we talk about our best bets for tonight. But uh, I had a video pick for Iowa State minus four against Oklahoma State. And one of the big reasons was that they were so hot shooting recently. Uh, They're fourth in the country in effective field goal percentage over each team's last three games. So I thought... You know, is, is, are they this year's Oregon State? Are they going to go on a run? They're getting hot. Last night, <laughs> they scored 36 points. They shot 28.3% from the, from the field and two for 17 from beyond the arc. Just one of the worst shooting performances of all time right after I'm pumping them up as one of the best shooting teams in the country right now. So that's tough. Uh, best yeah. That, that was rough. 36 <laughs> points in a college basketball game. That's tough.
0: I, I, I found myself over the last handful of days overrating senior night. Like, oh, well it's senior night oh, and they're yeah, at home and, and they're going to be, they're going <laughs> to be motivated. Um, ironically enough, the only team that seemed to do that was uh, a team that you have listed. I won't say where on your, on the, uh, on the biggest frauds in college basketball. Uh, but Wisconsin, I'm pretty sure and convinced the only reason that they won was because it's senior night, and they've just done that all season long. So we'll dive into that actually, uh, because I'm very, I'm actually very excited to have this conversation because uh, earlier in the week, the IMAC college basketball ratings. So screw Kenbaum, Bomb, screw college basketball analytics. The IMAC college basketball ratings are the one and only system you should be using when it comes to evaluating. Uh, Everything you need to know ahead of the NCAA tournament. And so I I found this list to be very compelling. Um, Your number five team on the list was actually a team that I surprised you had as low as you did. And then the number one team, I I think there's some interesting debate there. So go ahead and let us know who are the top five biggest frauds in college basketball, because I know that Donovan and I are going to have an opinion on this.
1: Yeah, I am. And, and this list I did create a couple days ago. I might make some slight changes. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing I love more than calling teams frauds. You guys know this. Uh, so I did release this list a, a couple of days ago. Number five, Providence Friars. Now, this is a team that really probably most people would say is the most fraudulent team in college basketball. And are they, is the record a little bit better than maybe it deserves to be? Yes, I know that guy named Ken Palm, whoever that guy is. Say they say that they're number one ranked in the luck factor.
0: He's a real person.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, just joking. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, when you look at their statistics, they're not they're not a bad team by any means. They rank in the top 100 in almost every everything. So they're a good team who's having the ball bounce their way more often than not. But that just kind of happens. That's sports. But they're a good team when you look at their statistics. They're number five, number four. Alabama who might even move up in this list because they just lost again didn't they just lose to someone like last night or the night before yeah I
0: believe it was A&M Texas that A&M they got, that they got trounced yeah, so.
1: by. yeah they're a huge favorite against Texas A&M I think last night and lost so yeah, Alabama would probably to, uh, moving up
0: moving Summers. up I was gonna say shout out to Joe Summers by the way who wrote up uh, Texas A&M as a money line upset over for us at Bedside last night
1: so the thing with Alabama is they're a three-point shooting team, 14th highest three-point shot rate. And these three-point shooting teams, when they get hot and can't miss from from three, they, like, seduce people into thinking that they're a good team. And that's what happens with Alabama year after year. It was a bigger – happened a little bit more last year, but they were an, an overall better team last year. But this year, they're not a good team at all. They just occasionally get hot from three and make people think that they're good. Um, number three, Kansas. Lost again the other night against TCU. Now, I wouldn't say Kansas is a bad team, um, but 158th in turnovers, 81st in defensive efficiency, 197th in opponent effective possession ratio. They have some worrying numbers, 206th in free throw percentage too. That's turnover, and turning the ball over, not hitting your free throws, two big recipes for being frauds, especially down the stretch. Uh, number two, I put Texas Tech uh once again free throw shooting and turnovers 208th and free throw shooting 282nd turnovers those are not the marks of a good basketball team um and then number one obviously i think the team that we kind of want to touch on here uh more than anything else is um actually you know what before i say the name even though most people listening probably already know who it is i'm gonna explain why i think these teams are frauds in my point of view i'm gonna list statistics and where a team ranks in the top four, and this team is first in their conference and only one game difference in record from the biggest fraud. This team ranks 12th in effective field goal percentage, 36th in defensive efficiency, 5th in offensive efficiency, and 38th in rebounding. If you heard those just four very plain basic stats, you would think, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good basketball team that could be first in their conference. It is. Those numbers belong to Duke. Now the (laughs) stats for this next team, 249th in effective field goal uh percentage 106th in defensive efficiency, 97th in offensive efficiency, 169th in rebounding. When you hear those stats, would you guess that the team that owns those stats is for just just won their conference and some people are calling uh, has a chance to go in a big run in a March Madness tournament? No. Those numbers belong to Wisconsin. So that's why I think they're fraudulent. If you list out their stats and you wouldn't guess that they're first in their conference. Those two teams that I just listed, their stats, they're both first in their conference. Uh, Duke is, has one more win than Wisconsin, so very similar records. But Wisconsin's frauds. You—the The proof's right there in the statistics. You just got to look.
0: All right, so the, the list again, number five, Providence, number four, Alabama, number three, Kansas, uh, which actually caught me a little bit by surprise. Same thing with Texas Tech. I, I almost sort of looked at those two, Kansas and Texas Tech, as the bigger surprises on your list. Than that of Providence or Wisconsin or um, Alabama, um, but Donovan, anything stand out to you from that list uh, amongst the the IMAC rankings that were recently released?
2: Yeah, I, I, I listen. I, I'm kind of on the Texas Tech fraud fraud bandwagon. I I really liked it because you look at them and they're 18 and 0 at, at home, and the fact that they can blow everybody out at home, like that's that's great and all, but they're not going to play a a home game right like even if you know you know what i'm saying like once you get into the tournament you're going to be in situations where the arena is filled with half of the opposing crowds fans and so it's either going to be it's either going to be like a very very big road game or and it's just not going to feel the same and so that sets you up for a lot of disappointment so i like them um, I think Kansas. I don't know if I would call Kansas frauds, but I do like Ian's point of if you can't if you can't keep the ball in your possession and you can't hit free throws in March, you're not going to go far, right? Because inevitably you're going to get that one close game, and so you're just setting yourself up to make that mistake. And so I so I don't know if I would call them frauds, but they do have very glaring weaknesses.
0: So the Texas tech was the most surprising Kansas. I understand it again. They're, they're kind of right in my backyard. Lawrence is about 45 minutes away from where I live. I've had a chance to watch them a little bit more. I I think they're a talented team, but they're kind of going to go as far as Ochai Hakbaji can really take them. Um, They're not particularly good inside. I know that David McCormick is experienced, but um, he's, he's can get in foul trouble fairly easily. I was at the, the KU Texas tech game in Lawrence where neither team wanted to win because they kept missing free throws heading into the second half, in the second half, and then in overtime. Um, Texas Tech, I, I actually am really impressed by them. I, I think you, know, you talked about ability to you know, not be able to to win on the road uh, to sweep Texas this year uh, amongst everything with all the motivation there. It's, that I thought that was a big deal. Beat them up at home, ended up winning by six on the road. Um, The loss to TCU, I I think, is still fresh in a lot of people's minds. Uh, But TCU is playing their best basketball at the end of the season right now, and they're back in tournament conversation. So I'm not going to necessarily hold that against them. Um, The loss to Iowa State maybe at the beginning of of Big 12 play isn't good, but most of their losses have been fairly close. Four-point loss to Iowa State, um, loss to Kansas State on the road by by nine, so that doesn't look great. But then a three-point loss in double overtime to Kansas – uh, and then that TCU game. So I, I don't know if I can necessarily hang with them, especially as the number two most efficient defense in the country. Like to me, that's a team that I think could still do some damage in, in March. But the free throw things, especially if there's another team that slows them down and they don't make shots, that, that's going to potentially be a problem. But the other teams, I could absolutely see them running into a first round exit.
2: So, so Ben, question for you. So Texas Tech is plus 2,000 to win the national championship right now. Do you see any value in them?
0: It's a really good question. I, I think there's value. I, I think if you're looking at them sort of overall in a bubble, they're, they're top, they're top 10 in Ken Palm. They're number two adjusted defense. Um, offensively they're they're It's not like they're terrible. You know, they're, they're top 40 in adjusted offense um, really good when it comes to getting good quality shots inside. They shoot about 56% from inside the arc. And, um, I don't know if I, if, there, if you can get them at 20 to one, I, I think they're a dart throw. Um, but, you know, Mark Adams, Mark Adams, I, I made this conversation that kind of brings it back to Wisconsin um, with, with a friend of mine from before. Um, Mark Adams kind of reminds me of Bo Ryan, like someone that's been in coaching for a long time, finally gets his opportunity at an older age, sort of a lifer in the state of Texas, uh, and then in, in, is able to find consistency and success with a really talented defense that's able to make just enough shots on offense. So, you know, they've gone to the championship games, Bo Ryan did at Wisconsin. Um, so I, I think there's value there. I think Texas tech can get hot.
1: I would say you, Texas tech is top 10 in Ken Palm, but they're number two in IMAC fraud rankings. So, I mean, you, you got to kind of compare the two. Right. <laughs> but also Donovan <laughs> did bring, bring up a good point that I didn't say earlier about Texas tech and that they're, Average point differential plus 20.9 at home minus 0. 0.9 on the road. That's a 20 point swing compared to road and home splits. It's not good. It's it's dangerous. Not you're
2: you're playing it. with fire. If you, I, I think for anybody who likes that, that 20 to 1 number, you're playing with fire. I think that's that's crazy. That's crazy.
0: It's a fairly sizable home road split. <laughs> I completely get that, but if I was going to say, okay, you can either well, I'll, I'll tell you this: um, amongst the teams that WinBet has at twenty to one, uh, which is Illinois, Texas Tech, UCLA, and Villanova, I would tell you that I preferred those other three teams to Texas Tech. Um, I, I mean, fair. Villanova, when we did our, our videos together, was my pick to to win the Final Four. Or not to win the final, but to win the the college basketball championship. I I thought that was by far and away the best value left on the board. So I I, really like
1: Villanova at that price. Yeah,
0: I I think it's a terrific price. And 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 certainly, you know, consider all the different options. But I I don't know if you're gonna find Villanova at a better price than, than 20 to 1 right now. And same thing with Illinois. Like those are two really good, really experienced teams with really good guards. Um, that make their free throws in March. So um, plenty more conversation. Hopefully you guys have been catching some of our best bet videos on Tuesdays going over college basketball, but the IMAC rankings going all the way from Providence (laughs) down to Wisconsin, the frauds of college basketball, really good stuff this week. Also what came out today was our latest power rankings. And the way that you do them Donovan is not based on just where they rank currently, but it's relative to their, Odds to win the national championship so um there were some fairly big teams that are on the move this week including a new team at the top and certainly a new team at number two so what amongst those teams did you think was uh, probably the most notable of all the different movements this week
2: yeah so i in terms of of movement um the 76ers have moved uh, quite quite a bit, and so that was kind of obvious with, with James Harden coming in there. and what I wrote, I just said I have two words about the Sixers: scary hours, and uh, they look they look good. Um, the frustrating part, and what's what's going to carry them, and is also the most frustrating part about them, is that they they're going to set the officials up to blow the whistle a million times a, a game,
0: but and they don't care.
2: They they don't care, um, and I would probably have them hire uh, but um, I want to see how the playoff whistle treats them because because the, the whistle does, it does you know, scale back a little bit in the playoffs. And so I want to know some of these touch fouls that they're getting down low on the drive, if if the officials let them play a little bit more. But uh, the team that's really, really surprising, they only moved up one spot, but they have the lowest. Uh, they're tied for the lowest odds in, I think, the top five. Uh, is the Memphis Grizzlies. And I have the Grizzlies at two behind the Phoenix Suns. Uh For a majority of the year, I've had the Suns one and the Warriors two. I've dropped, I dropped the Warriors to six, put Memphis at two. And listen, the Grizzlies are, are special. They, they're, they're really, they are a really, really good team. They're fourth, they, where are they? They're sixth in, in net rating they are fourth in offensive rating, and then they're eighth in in defensive rating for the entire season, right? And you you saw last week what John Morant can do and scoring scoring fifty, hitting the buzzer beater at the end, the the dunk on Pirtle. He's electrifying in everything that he does. It's like it's so it's so fun to watch. And I've been getting I've been getting frustrated because. For this entire week, everybody's been comparing him to to year three Derrick Rose, and that singular season of Derrick Rose is one of my favorite players ever. But Jot deserves it because they're they're that good. Um, and I think I think once we get into the playoffs, he they're gonna have to beat the Warriors and the Suns, right? To to get to the finals, they're gonna, they're gonna have to do that. If they you know play the oh, go ahead, my. My, my thought process for them is the Warriors right now, even with Dr- if, if Draymond isn't there, then I think Memphis can beat them in a seven-game series. And then Phoenix, we've seen Chris Paul have injury issues in the playoffs his entire career. If that happens again, they're they're, they're liable to lose. And so that's why I see a lot of value with Memphis this year.
0: They've been really fun. And um, I, I, I don't typically pat myself on the back, but Morant and that comp to Derek Rose, there was some stat that I found at the beginning of the season that looked at that type of trajectory and said, like, that's a move that could make a lot of sense. And it was part of the reason that I jumped on him as an MVP pick. Um, you know, I think Winbet had it 35 to one. It was as high as 50 to one at some books at that point. He's been sensational. They're committed on the defensive side of the ball. Jaron Jackson, I think you make, can make a legitimate argument for, for defensive player of the year. He leads the NBA in blocks. Um, so they're a really fun team, and I think their movement is warranted. Um, what I'm also curious about is, despite oddsmakers continuing to support Brooklyn for whatever reason, um, you know they're still the number one team to come out of the East. And again, mm-hmm. they're they're getting... Likely Kyrie back to be able to play uh, both home and away. Durant's going to be back in the next, potentially even this week. Um, you have them all the way at sixteen. How how much higher do you envision them getting?
2: I can see them. I can see them. You know, getting back into the top ten, uh, potentially into the top five. I just, we we there was a tweet uh, yesterday that says Ben Simmons might not even be be able to play for the for the remainder of March. And so if you don't, if you don't have him, if you don't have him there, if you're still having Kyrie on a part-time basis, because until Kyrie is, is able to come back and until New York city makes whatever New York city, New York state makes whatever law, you know, available for Kyrie to play. Then, and you just have, have Kevin Durant. There's listen, Durant is, is great. And he's going to, he's going to make them much better than what they are. And they're, cer- they're, they're certainly not going to you know, lose nine games in a row on Durant's watch. And that's not going to happen. But if you're talking about winning a championship or going far in the playoffs, Ben has to be ready. And Ben has to be there because he's going to be so important to what they do on the defensive side of the ball. And then Kyrie, Kyrie has to be there as well. They need they need um, they need good guard play. They um, like Dragic is is there and he's going to he's going to be able to settle them down a little bit. But there's just a ceiling that you have with, with Kyrie and they don't have that right now. And it's probably going to be the same thing that we saw last year, where they, if they are not fully together, if they're not healthy and together, then what are the nets? And that's been the story for the last two years with them.
0: It's really interesting call Uh, other teams that are, you know, at the top, obviously Phoenix, number one, uh, Memphis, number two, Miami is number three. We talked about Philly, uh, their movement to number four. Uh, You still have the bulls fairly high at number five as well. Um, They're still dealing with some health injuries uh, and concerns there, but DeRozan has been great other than that game against Miami earlier this week, uh, which stopped his 30 plus scoring streak i think up around eight or nine games he's been phenomenal still in the mvp conversation um and and watch out for dallas too like that is a team that is continuing to claw their way back Doncic has been unbelievable in his last 10 11 games actually last not even more than that maybe his last 18 19 games mvp type numbers he's still 30 to 1 in case you think that there's a run left for him over a win bet. Uh, speaking of the NBA, let's dive into best bets. Donovan and I have NBA plays for today. Uh, Ian, you are on the college side. And uh, it seems like based on on what I have written down, uh, I think we have an emo bet from you tonight when it comes to uh, going against uh, UC Irvine. So uh, tell me why you're, you're going against uh, your team, the Anteaters. And then, I, and then I also have to ask you about something that you told me earlier this week, which I, I found fascinating. So go ahead.
1: Uh, you, you guys watch The Avengers at all? Love it. I saw the
0: last one. so
1: I, I love Marvel. Talk, yeah, talk I, to I me. Needed,
0: you. I needed a little bit of catch-up on, on what the heck was going on, but I, I think I fairly understood most of the events. So,
1: Donovan, when Thanos got the Soul Stone, what did he have to do? He had to
2: he had to give up Gamora.
1: He had to sacrifice what he loved.
2: Everything. I'm yes. on a
1: cold streak with my college basketball picks. The only way that I can get back <laughs> in the winning column is I need to sacrifice who I love, so I'm betting against my UC Irvine anteaters tonight. I'm going <laughs> Cal. What is? How do you pronounce it? Poly. I think it's Cal, Cal Poly. Poly. Cal, Cal Poly. Poly. Plus ten. Um, the biggest thing in this game, because to be honest, I knew I knew UC Irvine was playing tonight. I knew we were doing the show this morning, so I was like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if I pick uh, UC Irvine? But then of course I started handicapping the game, and I was like, oh, Cal Poly. Poly. Polly. 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 Uh, I was like, they're the obvious, they're the, the obvious bet in this game. Big reason why. Both offenses absolutely stink. That's what's kind of killed UC Irvine. They're supposed to be the best team in the big S uh, Big West uh this year, but their offense has just been atrocious. Um both both teams are decent defensively, but this is one very interesting stat. Uh when it comes to Cal here. 287th. An opponent three point field goal percentage. So you can really attack this team from the perimeter, but 18th in the country, an opponent two point field goal percentage. So one of the best interior defenses in the country, one of the worst uh, perimeter defenses in the country. Well, UC Irvine doesn't shoot the three ball, 11th in two point shot rate. Almost all of their shots come from down low. And now they're playing a team that's going to fit, uh, kind of uh, is going gonna, is gonna to be able to stop that. Like I said, uh, very good interior defense, poor uh, perimeter defense. So terrible stylistic matchup for UC Irvine here. UC Irvine also 320th in turnovers per possession. Uh, the unders for UC Irvine this year, 13-5-1. and one, Extremely low scoring games, but now they're going to lay 10 points on the road. That seems insane to me. So uh, Cal Poly Poly, Cal Poly. Plus ten at home against UC Irvine. I'm sacrificing what I love uh, to start a little hot streak here.
0: First, first of all, that's that's a, a brilliant play by you. I two things stand out to me really fast. The first is that I don't know who's going to score in this game. Like it, I don't know what the under is currently right now at WinBet, but I'm very tempted to go in that direction because there is going to be no offense in this game like right at all you're you're talking about teams with adjusted offensive efficiency in either the 240s and then cal polys is bottom 10 in all of college basketball they're bottom 15 in effective field goal percentage they turn the ball over a ton this is just going to be a gross game so i appreciate you making that sacrifice to the basketball gods in, in hopes that we can get a winning streak going but ugh. That This does not look like a, a fun game to watch. By the way, you, you told us the other day, um, since you, you you came into the States, um, did not grow up with a lot of college basketball, that you didn't know any fight songs. Um, That's correct. Like Donovan, Donovan went to the University of Texas, which has like a very famous fight song. Uh, Indiana has a, a fairly well-known fight song. But like I was going to actually jump on. I, I knew that UC Irvine was playing today. I was going to make a show bet with you that the loser of this game – had to sing the opponent's fight song on social media after the game. But since you're already going against your own team, uh, we might have to find a, another opportunity to make that bet so that you can learn the the world of the, the great fight songs of college basketball.
1: Well, I'm hoping for a UC Irvine victory tonight, but just a single-digit victory would be would be perfect. Then, then I'm a winner on both sides. But yeah, Canada obviously watched... American sports but like college sports we don't watch at all so like I only got into college basketball and college football kind of once I got into sports media uh in Canada some people watch NFL obviously NBA but like nobody watches college sports up there so I don't I don't even I don't even know what a fight song is well I know what a fight song is but I couldn't even hum a single one I don't know any of them
0: yeah well we'll we'll get that changed and for the record like Canada one thing that they absolutely have over the United States and I don't even know if this is a hot take far, far better national anthem. Oh, Canada. Oh, I disagree. Really? I love Oh, Canada.
1: That sucks. It's basic. Really?
0: Oh, you know what I think? You you know
1: what I think it is? I I think people hear their own national anthem so much that they get sick of it. So I think think most Canadians think the American national anthem is better just because they're sick of hearing the Canadian one. And most Americans think the opposite because they're sick of hearing their own national anthem
0: donovan donovan you're yes. you're you're a music guy like purely from like a, a tone and a music setting no. like the the national anthem is all over the place it's really hard to sing like oh canada is done done dun, 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 it's a dun. it's a i
2: think I,
0: it, I think it i think it holds up it's like it's like i would say america the beautiful should be the national anthem because it's just a better song to sing the national anthem is all no, over the
2: place no no america the beautiful is much more basic than, than the Star Spangled Banner, um, but like I think the ending the ending of the Star Spangled Banner, depending, there's just too many variables with our with our anthem because at the end, depending on who's singing it, how long are you gonna hold that final note? Note out? Are you gonna go and hit the you know hit that one up top? Which which yeah. one are you gonna do? So the high I, note is big. Exactly, and so this this is this is too much. This is too much. Very underrated playing this though. In in the national anthem, um, I love the the Mexico national anthem is fire.
1: Interesting, right. I can't say perfect. Love it, but the Watch- the, the American <laughs> national anthem when they go "Oh say does" like the ending of it, it gets me fired up and ready right. to go. All right, the, the
2: ending the ending okay. is, I've, is I've never been fired up by, by the anthem. Let's let's relax here. Let's what? relax. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the,
0: the, the endings, the, end, the endings, not not bad. It's it's the first part of it. That's just this is very me. Uh, all right, I've, I've gotten us off the rails with with anthem and, uh, and fight song talk. So, so please save the show, Donovan. You and I are both going to NBA. Yeah. Who do you like tonight?
2: Yeah. So we were talking about, um, before the show about going back to the wells uh, after you know betting on on the Heat last night, and I'm gonna do the same thing uh, tonight. So I I bet on the over in the last Bulls Hawks game. And they they failed me, but I'm going back to it tonight. The is at 231 and a half. Um, so the last game ended at 112, 108. The two games prior to that, 131, 117, 130, 118. I think the Bulls and the Hawks both are coming off of off of losses. They're both gonna be a very good bounce back situation the Hawks have hit the over in three of their last five games and the Bulls have scored over 120 in four of the last six wins I think Chicago wins tonight and so I think that DeRozan after a bad game in in Miami he's going to get get back to where um to where he he's been and so I I think that at 231 it's it's actually a little bit lower than what I expected and so I think this is a, a solid play tonight this is, this right. is where I'm going
0: over on hawks and the bulls down in atlanta tonight i like that play as well uh let me ask you guys a question who do you think has the worst home record against the spread in the nba this year any any initial
1: thoughts off the top oh i know it's i i I know the answer okay
0: do you know the answer donovan Mm, no i do not all right tell me in
1: it's gotta be the nets doesn't it
0: It sure is the Brooklyn Nets against the spread at home this year have the worst home ATS record in the NBA. They have covered in home games 20.7% of the time. They're 623 and one. The two teams that are better than that: Orlando and Houston, they are the two worst teams in the NBA. Brooklyn is atrocious. They're, ag- they're against the spread plus minus is minus 7.8 over a team rankings. Like, they, they're, not only are they not covering at home, they're not close. Brooklyn's last three home games, they lost by 14 to Washington. Garbage. They lost by 23 to Boston. Good team, but Boston's not necessarily going to kill you offensively. They're going to beat you down defensively. And then they lost by 36 to Toronto, uh, which is dealing with all sorts of injuries at home. Six twenty-three and one at home uh, against the spread. Um, they get to play Miami and I love the heat in the situation, even though it is two straight road games, uh, and back to backs, um, which has actually been an area where Miami has been fairly good this year. Um, they're 36, 21 and one, or I'm, excuse me, 36, 26 and one against the spread, uh, overall on the road, they're 21, 13 and one. Um, and Jimmy Butler just put up an absolute stinker last night. Um, when two of 14 had six points in the game, Miami blew it on the on the road. They're, they're going to come back focused because most of that game they played well. Um, the, the line actually feels a little bit of a trap to me. I'm hoping it's just more reflective of Miami having back-to-back games on the road as opposed to it being a trap. But it, it, if you can still find it at three, uh, go ahead and, and back Miami to, to go ahead and get it done tonight. Um, Brooklyn's just atrocious. And until they start getting their stars back, you have to fade them, especially at home, uh, even with the back-to-back. I-, I think Miami figures it out, despite Butler and Adebayo playing 37-38 minutes last night. So those are our best bets for today. Always appreciate you guys checking us out here on Bet and Breakfast. Uh, we will be back with you on Monday for a brand making new edition with myself, Reed Wallach, and Peter Dewey as we start week two of conference uh, tournament basketball. We will be less than a week out from March. Madness, uh, so plenty of coverage coming up. We've got all sorts of videos and fun stuff over at Betside as well, so make sure you guys check that out as well. For Ian, for Donovan, I'm Ben. May all of your best hit tonight. Talk to you soon. So long.